start off, take a look at this. This is this first part's a very short video clip that I want you to take a look at. Sometimes our parents can be our friends, at other times they can be our foes. In fact, sometimes their role changes quickly. We have to remember, parents are people too. They make mistakes, and they have the ability to hurt us. In fact, it's been said that people that love us the most can often cause the most hurt. Of my dad. <laughs> That's not very fun to say. I love my dad because what he's done, and he's never been like a nice guy to us. That's what he's done is not very father-like. Dad shouldn't do that. Last year, like he has came out about having like an, a problem with alcohol. He he would forget to pay the bills and stuff. So. We're in debt now, and he he always pay the bills, and my mom wouldn't know if he did or he didn't. So it was hard because we never had any money, and we didn't know why. And he would buy alcohol, and we wouldn't know, and he would buy a lot of it. And he would still go to work, but he would miss a lot, or he wouldn't do his work when he was at work. And just sometimes I can tell he was, like, drunk when he would drive me places, and I was scared. The pain that he inflicted on our family is not very cool. You, just, you never really know what he's going to say to you if he's drunk. It would be a lot easier uh, around the house and everything if my parents just got a divorce. Because when he's gone on business trips, it's so nicer. It's quieter. It's cleaner. I don't just find it hard to obey my parents because my dad doesn't really set the rules. My mom does because I think he knows that we don't respect him anymore. I never blame my mom because I love my mom to death. If she died, I would die too. So I haven't forgiven my father for what he did. I don't think he deserves forgiveness. That's all we're, we're going to watch. There, there's, there's some more. Mark Matlock comes up and speaks, and there's another story, but we're just going to watch that one just to see that one, just to make you think about sort of where we're at. You holding on to your guitar tonight because you love it, so. It's just sort of funny. You know, last time I, heard it I don't remember. Did it fall? I don't remember. I'm, I'm, I'm 40 something. All right, hey. Turn to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 18 is where we're going to be at. And um, if you don't have a Bible or one that's not around you, throw up a hand or something because we're going to sort of be in the text tonight. I, I, I need you all to sort of see where we're at with it. So here you go. Perfect. Got it, man? You sure? Matthew 18. Who wrote the book of Matthew? Matthew. Matthew. Paul? No, not Paul. Paul's always a good guess if you don't know, but it was Matthew who wrote the book of Matthew. And what was Matthew's relationship to Jesus? Disciple. Disciple. And what did he do for a a living before he became a disciple? Tax collector. Right? Tax collector. He he was not very loved. Just some some background. And so this is what we know. The first four books in the New Testament. 
Testament are also called the what? Gospels. Gospels. Okay, so they all tell sort of the same story from a different point of view. So that's sort of where we're going to be tonight. And the topic we're going to be is a big one dealing with the home. We've talked about um, the first week, we, you know, if you remember, one of the main points was that your parents aren't perfect, that they sin. You're like, amen, amen. But the, the next point was that you're called to honor your parents, even if they aren't perfect, because no one is, but you're so the Word of God says. So it's, it's clear. And we talk about authority, rebellion, sub- submission. And now we're going to talk about a key that can help fix a lot of things, not only in your home. I think this is very important for your homes, between you and your parents and you and your brothers and or sisters. But it's also important for your life at school, among friends, and that's the issue of forgiveness. We act like we're really good at this. But most most of us really stink at this. And we have excuses on why we don't forgive. And so we're going to look at a story that's sort of loud about this. Because if you apply what I speak tonight, and it's not what I say, but it's what the Word of God says. If you apply it to your life, it's going to look vastly different than most people that you know. And that's what God calls us to do, to be a light, to shine forth. So Matthew 18 is where we're at, beginning in verse 21. We're just going to jump in the text. And this story, he's on, there's a question that's asked, and then G- G- Jesus tells a story. So I'm not going to tell a whole lot of stories of how I snuck out of the house and got caught and all that stuff, because y'all all go home and tell your parents I found out. And so your parents come up and talk to me about it. I appreciate that. And um, so um, I just don't have stories, because this is a story unto itself. So Matthew Chapter um, 18, verse 21, Peter speaks up. And this is what he says in verse 21. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my, my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Now, is that a good question to ask? Hey, if, if someone sins against me, how, how many times will I forgive them? Do, do, you, do you sort of, if they do it in like Dalton, Dalton you're, it's sort of in your chair. There's usually a space here. Dalton, um, you know, I kick in his truck, you know, because I'm mad at him. I kick a big dent, and then I go by his house, you know, and I say, oh, I'm Dalton, I'm, I'm sorry, Dalton, I didn't mean to do it. And then I sort of swing by his house, his dog comes out, I just kick his dog, knock a tooth out. And then I realize, ooh, I was just angry, sorry, Dalton. Dalton, I didn't mean to, to do that. And I really am sorry. How often is Dalton supposed to forgive me? Dalton's like, you keep my dog, it's over. No, my dog. Then I make a joke about his mama. And then I'm like, oh, I was only kidding. I was only sorry, Dalton, didn't mean to hurt your feelings. How, at what point does, does Dalton say, dude, enough? Because we all have a point. Everybody in this room, humanly, you've got a point that says, uh-uh. You ain't going to talk about my mama. Or you ain't going to kick my dog. Or, you know, there's a point. You've, you've, you've done it enough. Now, I'll explain. There's, there's, a, um, there's a difference between forgive, for, for, forgiving and forgetting. Because sometimes, if I know Dalton, Dalton's going to do this to me, he's gonna, every time he comes to my house, he's going to kick my dog, and then he's going to feel bad about it and have to repent. I'm not going to let him kick, kick my dog all the time, because I'm going to remember Dalton likes to kick dogs. <laughs> so I'm going to put my dog up whenever Dalton comes to the house. So, we don't, so I'm not going to forget. I'll forgive him. 
because I love my dog. I love my dog. I'll forgive him, but I'm not going to forget about what he did. It's gonna, I'm not going to make sure I'm protecting stuff that I have and those that I love, even though I know Dalton hates, hates my dog. It's not true. Thank you, Dalton. I'm done with using Dalton. As thing. It's just, you're just good, bro. So Peter says, hey, how many times do I have to forgive someone who sins against me? And then he says, seven times? Now, can you think of someone who has sinned seven times against, uh, 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 against you? You oh you oh, I got I got a list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's sort of seven times is, is would y'all say sort of a lot to you kick you kick my dog seven times I'm forgiving that's a lot right wrong I don't know what you're saying because I only speak Spanish what right that's a lot of times to forgive now understand the in, when this was written the universal rule for Jews was to forgive someone three times that's all you you had to do forgive them. Three times. So if they wrong me th- three times as a good Jew, a follower of God, the right thing for me to do was forgive them up to three times. The fourth time, I didn't have to. That was just sort of a universal rule of thumb. So Peter, when he says, should we forgive them seven times, the crowd around him goes, Whoa. Peter is holy, man. He's got like a halo. He could walk on water. And he actually did for chapters before this, he walked on water for a little while. But they're like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? He sounds like mighty. Oh, ooh, he is good. He is holy. He says seven times. And then Jesus says to him, I do not say to you seven times, but in the ESV it says, but 77 times or 70 times seven. Is it 70 times seven ESV? Well, and there's, there's, let me share this. In some versions, NIV and NES, these are just different versions of the Bible. It was written in Greek, and we've translated it into English so we can understand it. Because if y'all, y'all have enough time trying to learn one verse, let alone learn Greek, so you can read the Word of God. So that's why we have translations. Me too. I'd be awful at it. I know one word from Greek. I took it for two years. Two flows to blind man. Two, two flows means blind man. Okay. <laughs> now y'all know Greek. That's much as I do. Now, um, so it says, he says, so I don't say to you seven times. He says, but 70 times seven. What's 70 times times seven? Okay. Does anybody here know of someone who has sinned against them 173 times? Exactly. Because we don't really keep count, do we? We know, man, they, dude, they kill me, man. They, like, stab me in the back. They talk about me, took my girl, you know, whatever, you know. Just, and, um, you know, they wronged me. They did this. They kicked my dog. You know, all, all this stuff, we, we, but we don't track it. So understand this point of this verse. In 22, when Jesus says, Jake, I love you, bud. <laughs> yeah, that's all right, bro. You get that. When he says, <laughs> it's an important call. <laughs> when he says, <laughs> kick him out of here, babe. Um, when he says 70 times 7, it that doesn't, can you get him sort of going a little bit? <laughs> I'm in church, is what he's saying. <laughs> when he, he says 70 times 7, come, come back to me, come back to me. It doesn't mean 490, man, when they get to that limit, I'm done. He's saying, do it. Man, forgive him all the time. It's just a, he just made this big thing, not just seven times, but 70 times seven. That's right, bud. And so, you know, 70 times seven, is, it, is that a, a lot of times? Yes or no? It's a lot of times. Now, 
Chile. <laughs> Do you ever have to forgive someone? Yes or no? Past week, have you felt like you've had to forgive someone? The past week, have you ever felt like you have wronged someone and really should offer forgiveness to them? <laughs> we'll just wait till you're done. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. I got it. I got it. So forgiveness is a big issue in our life. And you know what? In, in Facebook world, tw- Twitter world, you throw your stinking baggage all over the place. Can I tell you? I think it's hurt. Um, I wish, I wish, I didn't know the things I know today because of Facebook and Twitter. I, I would love to go back to the youth world where I just didn't, I didn't know how stupid y'all were sometimes. I mean, I love you, but I was there too. I was stupid. It's all get out. But y'all just put stuff in your feelings. <laughs> and you're, you know, and so you. Just, some of y'all are are are. Holding a grudge against someone that's huge. And it's affecting your Christianity, of your walk with Christ, your witness to Christ, so loud. So you've got to be careful on just what you throw out there. I know you're, I'm just sharing my feelings. Well, some feelings aren't meant to be shared with the world. Some are meant to be kept in and shared with close friends who you respect their advice, not to gossip, but you need help, or someone you look up to. But be careful because your witness can be crushed because you're, you're, what you're saying shows no forgiveness. And what we're about to see in the Word of God is huge. And this is the words of Jesus Christ. Now look at this story, beginning in verse 23. And we're going to break it into three parts. first part goes from 23 to 27. He says a parable. That's a story meant to tell a truth, a biblical truth. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. The king being who? God. Just to make that clear if you were confused. Servants being creation, mankind. In verse 24, when he began to to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Do you all know how much that is? Most people don't. We'll explain that in a bit. 10,000 Let's just say this. A lot. He owes him a lot. Verse 25, and since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. He said, you know what? Everything you have, all that you have needs to be sold so you can begin to start to pay back what you owe. In verse 26, the servant fell on his knees imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. Servant begs for help, begs so so wait. In verse 27, and out of pity for him, the, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. Okay, so we see a story here. The servant owes money. He cannot pay it. It is way too much for him. There's, even if he steals all he has, it's still not enough. He begs the king to be patient with him, and the king gives him mercy. That is, he gives him what he doesn't deserve. He, gives, he, he says, okay, I won't put you in jail for it. And then he goes beyond and says, and not just that, but I forgive the debt. The 10,000 talents you owe me is gone. Do not miss this point because it's huge. Let's keep on going. Verse 28, but when that same servant, the one who was forgiven of the debt, went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. 
And in seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. And he refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. The servant who was granted mercy has a fellow servant who owes him a hundred denarii. Now let me share with you what a hundred denarii is. A denarii is one day's wage. Okay? Which, let's just say at that time was 20 bucks a day. 20 times 100 is two grand. That's a good amount of money, right? Dalton, I'm usually getting Dalton, if you owed me two grand, I'm like going, dude, where's my money? You know what I'm saying? If someone owes you that, are you going to want it? Okay, so you can understand he wants to be sort of paid back. One, ta- one talent is 6,000 denarii. One talent, 6,000 denarii. He owed the master, the king, 10,000 talents. Okay? Okay. It's an obnoxious amount of money. We're talking $1.2 billion is what he owed the king. Now, understand the same thing that was used for, forgive them not seven times, but 70 times seven, a lot where you don't keep track. This one, one, one servant has a debt that he could never pay. Um, the, and I looked at the figures, but it would take like, um, I, I forget, it's like thousands of years for one man to pay off the debt. And this one guy owes him two, two grand, one, 100, and he says, dude, where's my money? And the guy goes, please have patience with me. He actually, he uses the same phrase that this guy used with the king. Just give me more time and I'll pay it back. And he says, no, and he takes him and he throws him into jail. Now, y'all think, man, that guy's a, do you think that, that this guy's a jerk? Anybody here think he's a jerk? Yes, we, we, we all can agree, dude, he's selfish, he's a jerk. Now, Look at what occurs. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their master, the king, all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debts. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Understand that last part, from your heart means you forgive him and you mean it. You're not doing it out of of duty. You're doing it out of want. Now how does this relate to forgiveness? Do not miss this and, and I just don't know if I can just, I just don't want to mess it up. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, do you understand the amount of forgiveness that has been bestowed and poured out upon your life? Do you understand how many times you have, you do, you will sin against God and that He forgives you? Do we even grasp that? We can't grasp it. It's like the 10,000 talents this guy owes. There's no way he can pay it back. And the king grants mercy on believers in Jesus Christ. And He takes everything, all this nasty sin that we owe for, and He forgave it all. And we 
live this life that we say, man, I'm living for God. I'm doing all this stuff. I love, I love Him. And we go to school. We go to work. If it's work, we, we, we go home. And, and maybe we're not getting along. We're getting a fight with our parents. And they said something that they shouldn't have said. But you said something you shouldn't. Or a brother and sister. And we hold this grudge. And we're like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm not going to give them any, any grade. No, uh, you know what they did to me? Man, do y'all get the story? The story is sort of a slap in the... I don't know, for you, for me, it's a slap in the face. Go, man, whenever someone wrongs me, it shouldn't take me much long to wake up and, and go, you know what? The forgiveness I have in my life is so much more than what I can ever give. I need to live thankful. I need to live grateful. When someone wrongs me, I need to love them. I need to, to try, try to make things right and, and not hold a grudge, not be bitter, not be hateful. Do you all hear what I'm saying? This is such a clear, great story. And, and this is just the, the truth. You're called to extend grace and mercy to everybody. You mean those that call me names? Yeah, those that call me. You mean those that have talked behind my back? Yeah, those that have talked behind, behind extend grace. For those that um, are just mean to me and pick on me, yeah, extend grace. But those that, 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 uh, that have done this or done that, yeah. They kick my dog. Yeah, extend it all the time. Because we hold grudges. And can I t- tell you, as youth, if you don't get, get this, if you don't learn this, I, 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 I know pl- plenty of adults uh, just in my life who... Bitterness, not necessarily at me, but bitterness because they were mad at someone. They couldn't forgive them. It ruled and wrecked their life. Their life was controlled. Their their every day was controlled because someone had done something to them and they could never forgive them for it. And there's so much more to this. Like we should be going. You know what? Forgiveness should be something. When I go, okay, how in the world can I? And you got to say, okay, God, you might be saying yourself right now. Okay, I know, I need to grant for, for, for forgiveness, even if they don't care. I need to do it for me. I don't know if I can. This is the way you do it. Okay, God, remind me of how much you've forgiven me. Okay, let me let me pour that out there. Okay, remind me more because I need more help. Oh yeah, uh, I didn't. I don't deserve anything you give me. And that's the way that you do it. That's the way we grant forgiveness. Five principles of forgiveness. This is, is these are just some 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 truths here. They're not in, in, in the text. That text speaks for itself. And let me encourage you read read it again because it's a great story, but it's a true story. And we need to practice forgiveness in our lives. Do you want to be a light in a lost world? Forgive. You know, about ten years ago, I would say um, a a young man who was insane went into a Amish schoolhouse and killed like 10 kids. They were ages, I believe, like 5 to 12. And he shot them all and killed them all. And you know, one of the first things that the the parents of the kids did was they went, and I believe the, the man was killed himself. They went to the um, parents of the man and said that they had forgiven the man and they, 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 they loved on the parents. I couldn't grasp it when I heard the story. It hit the news all around because folks were going, how in the world could they do this? Well, because they understood the forgiveness of God was greater than any hurt they could have in this life. And they took the forgiveness of God and they poured it out. And we need to practice that. Five principles of forgiveness. Forgiven 
people forgive others. It's, it's true. If you go, well, I just can't forgive. Well, you may not be forgiven. If you don't understand, I, I just don't think I can ever forgive. Now, sometimes it takes time. And sometimes you've been hurt. Uh, and there's, there's things where you've got to, to work through. But if you can't forgive and get, get through it, um, there's a problem. In Luke 17, it says that, that uh, Christ says we should forgive at least seven times. Each day, if someone wrongs us seven times, he says, forgive them all seven times. Something we should practice. The phrase, I forgive you, doesn't mean what you did was okay. Okay, when you tell someone, I forgive you, it doesn't mean what you did, it was okay. If, if it was okay, forgiveness wouldn't be, be needed. It, it's you saying, man, we, we all fall, and that hurt me, but um, God and his, my relationship with him is much greater than anything that you could do to me. It, it, it's, it's making a relationship right. Sometimes when you forgive, they don't, they, they don't reciprocate it back, but you're still called to forgive and to love, even if they don't. Um, understand this, because this occurs with friends a lot or and, and folks that you're close to. Friendship or forgiveness doesn't put a relationship back to where it was. Okay, Forgiveness won't put a relationship, you've got a close friend, it won't put it back to where it was, but it will move it forward to, to where it can be. Don't expect things to be, always be, be the same, because, well, I've, I've done this, well, why aren't we back? No, it moves it forward, and that's a good thing. To forgive doesn't always mean to forget. Um, God takes our sins... And cast them as far as the east is to the west. Understand the east never meets the west. He says he takes them to the deepest depth of the sea and casts them away and remembers them no more. That's what God does with our sin. But you and I are not God. Just a, I'm going to note there, just a, a tip for, for now. You're not. But you can forgive someone, but be careful and make sure they don't bite you. If they you six times, you may want to keep an eye on them. You can love them, but man, I can love you, but I can keep an eye on you to make sure I'm not getting bitter. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't be dumb. It's not like some people go, I forgive and then well, I'm just I'm just going to be blind, loving, dumb. And you know, no, no, be learn from it. You know, I learned that person. You know, be careful. You don't have to tell the world, but you need to look out. Um, and understand, for forgiveness doesn't erase the consequences of the crime. If you've wronged, uh, say your parents and you ask them for, for forgiveness. Say you snuck out of the house when you were 14 or 15, I don't know, 16, something like that, got, got stuck out all night and they, they, they caught you. Just because you ask for their forgiveness doesn't take away the consequence, the pun, pun, punishment for, for, for the crime or, 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 or the consequences with what will occur. But you're still called to be forgiving. If we can't be forgiving, what are we? If, if, if this thing of grace, and I don't know about you, and I hope you've experienced this, but when I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I remember it was like a weight of, of something I couldn't describe when I was 16 was lifted off of me, a burden of sin that I could not explain. But it was the greatest feeling I've ever had. You know what? We're, we're called that forgiveness that I gained. We're called to share it. Wherever we go, whoever we see, whoever wrongs us, forgive them. Love them. I don't think I can. 
what did God do for me? Oh, yeah, I think I can. Well, you don't understand who they are. They are mean as all get out. I've met mean folks. I, I've met mean. We're called to love them. Forgive them. They wrong me? Forgive them. All right? That's the lesson. A simple one. Uh, that story is a great story, but we need to practice forgiveness in our lives. Let's pray, and we're going to be dismissed a little bit early tonight. Dear God, we, we thank you so much for uh, this chance to look at your word, at this story of forgiveness. And Lord, may we be a people that practice forgiveness every day. And Lord, I believe that if we, we do that, it, the world will see because it, it goes against everything. It takes revenge. It, it takes away what they owe. It takes away, um, I've got the right to be mad. And it just says, I love them. And uh, I'm just going to give great, great grace to, to them because God gave grace to me. Uh, may we be the believers that you call us to be. And we thank you for the gift of your son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, that's all we got tonight. Um, make sure you know no small groups again for Sunday morning or Sunday night. And Wednesday night we won't have the edge. Y'all are on spring break. Uh, anybody next week wants to get lunch, let me know. Send me a text, whatever, Facebook. I'd be glad for you to buy me lunch, Dalton.